Well, welcome back, Ridge Runner Nation. We're here with Troy Allen, a uh, recent winner of Ohio's Backyard Ultra for this uh, trail talk number seven. We're excited to have Troy here, so we're gonna get right into it. Cool, well, thanks Troy for coming down. Uh, no problem, thanks for having me. Yeah, so obviously you ran Ohio's Backyard Ultra uh, two weeks ago now. Um, you took the top spot. Uh, how'd that go for you? It went pretty good. Um, it was um, it was definitely like a new new format to me, so I was a little nervous about a couple of things. But um, in the end, I, it ended up pretty much was right on where I wanted to be, pace wise, and um, I felt great. You know, I didn't have any had a couple rough spots, but all in all, it was a pretty good whole thing. It was great. I think it's an interesting format because obviously. With this format, if you're not aware of it, it's it's a last man standing race, so you have to have another competitor to extend the race further. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're wanting to go far, if you're wanting to set like a mileage PR, you have to hope that somebody else is up for the challenge as well. Yeah. Um, and it appeared that it was going to be that way. You know, it came down to you and Gabe Ringwater, um, but sadly for both of you guys, really it ended just in one. Kind of like one loop. So, how did that dynamic take shape? Um, like, were you thinking about that at any point with like trying to get more people to join you for longer? How did uh, like when when were you starting to think about that part? Um, I pretty much um, for the first day, the goal was just to get onto the road and feel good, um, and that was definitely twelve hours of road is much more pavement than I've ever ran in my life. Um, so basically a 50 miler on the yeah. road. <laughs> um, and in just the struggles of it was, it got a little colder. Not, it, it wasn't colder than I wanted it to be, but I didn't, I wasn't sure really how to dress for a, a road 50 miler at night when it's 25 degrees. Especially when you're going 13 minute pace or yeah, slower. You know, you're not, you're on a flat road and you're basically shuffling at best. Um, I put on pants and a leather belt for the first lap, which was completely stupid. Leather belts, um, real, real common. Yeah, I just, um, just changed clothes a couple times, um, got down, kind of everybody was in puffies, yeah. decided to go that route, unzipped it, felt great. Um, and um, once we got through the night, you know, it was just kind of waiting to see who would drop off at 100 because a lot of people were talking about it, and I just figured that would happen anyways. Yeah. Um, then we got down to, I think, when there was about seven of us. It was Everybody looked good um, for the most part. And it was like, okay, you know, like I, at that point, I thought we'd definitely hit 150. Like I definitely yeah. thought we'd get back on the road. It just seemed like that's what we were going to do. Um, didn't quite end up that way, but it was it was uh, everybody seemed strong when we got back on the trail. Yeah, so you see. ended up with one twenty nine. Mm -hmm. It's thirty one hours, which so it's a it's a time PR, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In terms of how long it takes. That is, I didn't think about it that way. I, that is a time PR for me. So, so cool. and and probably for most of the people there. Well, not everyone. It was kind of a mix between like mileage PRs, time PRs. Um, it kind of was the way that. You know, like for instance, Doug, uh, the person who was third to last out, he had a 
he he didn't reach his time PR, mm -hmm. but he reached his like time for 100 miles PR. Oh, nice. I think it was kind of an interesting format with with the backyard ultra style, where it kind of merges like slower people and faster people. It kind of forces them to come together, just like confluence of of like time and distance. Um, that was an example of how that happened, but. Um, you know, and you were how many hours, like five hours away from making it to that 150 mm -hmm. goal, yeah. um, which would have put you back on the road. Yes. Could you have seen yourself, um, if somebody was with you, making it another 12 hours on the road? I, um, I think I, I had hoped to do 200. That was, was like my, my goal, but my, my absolute realistic goal of what, what I had set was 150. Yeah. And then just, I was hoping at worst we'd get back on the road and just having your whole like situation change and get back on the road off the trail, you know, like even if, even if I don't feel great, we could still, I was hoping to, you know, put down a couple hours at least. Yeah. You know? See what would happen. But I, I really, really, really wanted 48 hours. Um, the closer the race got, the bigger <laughs> that number kind of stands in front of you, you know, and you just realize even if you have a perfect day, you know, you, it, 48 hours is a really long time to be and moving. Two, and 200 miles is a really long distance. Yes. Yeah. And it's a fast 200 miles. Yes. And, was, and that's another thing I didn't think about was the fact that, that you know, um, it is a fast 200. You know, a 24 is a decent, you know, that's, that's still, depending on what you're doing, can still be a, a fast 100. But a 48-hour 200 is just... Yeah. Kind of stressful to think about when you yeah. haven't even the, tried to attempt something like, like that. The, like the 200 mile races that are out there. Yeah, it's. I don't know if anybody's ever ran 48 hours. Not that I. I think race. I think three and some changes off the top of my head. Yeah, the fastest I can. And like obviously, it's it's a different terrain, but yeah, it's still you know backyards all Ohio's backyard ultra at least had about what what we figure up 8,000 feet per 100 miles. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's not a flat course by any means. So. Anybody that would have reached 200 miles at any backyard ultra, yeah, in in the 48 hours, which is what you'd have to do, is would have been really impressive. Yes, and so far, the only event that's had to happen is the original mm -hmm. backyard ultra at Laz's race, uh, Big's backyard ultra. So, a very lofty goal, but I think mm -hmm. I think uh, as this event grows, as this backyard ultra format grows, last man standing format, I think eventually it'll start becoming more common. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we see more people doing that at Big's Backyard Ultra. Um, so kind of fast forward, you know, the, you were you were the winner of Ohio's Backyard Ultra, but ironically, you already had a spot in Big's Backyard. Mm -hmm. um, so what was the motivation? Since you already had a spot, you weren't trying to run your, run your way in like some other runners were because it was a golden ticket race. Um, were you just trying to gain experience or were you trying to uh, just kind of like put a big big day under your feet to, to get some more like training? Um, I had, I haven't raced <clears throat> in a couple of years. Um, I did a couple of 50 cases um, fall, but besides that I haven't raced at all. So this was like, um, originally I just wanted to get some time in to practice the whole format for bigs. Um, but then it was just I just I just want to race again. Like yeah. I haven't had a big race, and 50ks and stuff like that is always fun. But I don't normally do that great, and I'm just that's not. 
I, I definitely like doing distance much more than speed. I enjoy it a lot more. Um, so I, I really started to look forward to it, especially once we w went down there and met Reese and just kind of got on the course. It was and it being in Ohio and I haven't been in Ohio in a couple of years. Like it was just, I was really excited to do the race, to get to spend some time um, just with everyone. You know, I get just, I, this is uh, my friend Annie and I, like we could just race together the whole race, yeah. which was great. I mean, we normally don't get to do that. So that was. Yeah, yeah it was a really, oh. yeah, sorry, interesting format where you're never first, you're never last, you never build. You don't have that. to stress about that. You yeah. just, you just like, you just take care of yourself. You just drink water and eat food and you just and you can go run, until you can, you're done. And you can <laughs> run with people that you might not typically run yeah. with because you're never getting an hour, two hour, three hour lead on people. Mm -hmm. It's always a restart at every hour. Yeah. Um, and you kind of like did that throughout the race too. I mean, there was times where you were like finishing in 56 minutes or mm -hmm. slower at the beginning of the, uh, the race. And then kind of, as you progressed into it, you went even faster. So we, was that like part of your strategy per se? Or like, I was you know? trying to shoot to like, never really have more than five to seven minutes. Just, I just know um, with sitting, especially if I just don't feel good, which luckily with the pace of the race, it was a lot different this time. And I, I didn't really think that that was gonna happen. Um, you just don't. You don't need that much time, you know. If you have, if your crew's on top of everything, um, this is my dad's first time crewing me for a race, and he absolutely killed it right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, I didn't have to worry about anything. I just came in, everything was ready. Grab some water, grab some food, sleep in a chair for try to sleep in a chair, <laughs> and fail at that um, for a couple minutes, and just start over. The bells, man. <laughs> I, the bells were terrible. I will say, like by by the the second day, <laughs> I really was resenting you. <laughs> thank you. Thank Just the whistle. That was, a, that was a very monotonous thing for me too. It was the six whistles per hour, three, two, one, and then the bell. Did 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 you get stressed out like staying on top of the times? Um, so I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I missed a three minute whistle once, and I was like ten to fifteen seconds late once. I don't but think like, I noticed uh, it. I don't think the runners were like, you know, like timing me. Actually, yeah, it was funny because Mika, the time I missed the three minutes, she like she, she was, was over, on top. She was over by the fire. <laughs> like I was over by the fire just chatting, which is like why I missed it. Yeah. And she was like, she was like sitting there trying to warm up. She's like, hey, there's like two and a half minutes left. I'm like, oh shoot. But I had to do like great. Someone who's ran like yeah. almost a hundred miles just like called me out on, on messing up my job, but. uh no, it, I got into a good rhythm, so I yeah. was like, I got better as the uh, as the event wore on. <laughs> but uh, you slept at the at the start too, right? In between one of the loops. That's debatable. There's some. There's a picture of I me. Sleeping. I saw a picture of what looks like. I think like it was sleeping. two to three minutes. That's good. And That's all you need. And I woke up like fretting that I missed, but like <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't miss anything. Uh, <laughs> That's a good picture. But speaking of your crew, that seemed to be something that you were very on top of um, with your dad there. And then when your friend Lauren and Annie mm -hmm. ended up dropping out, they, they were able to sort of spend some time mm -hmm. helping you and Annie's husband, Andy. Um, there's a phone going off here in the store. <laughs> but, uh, we only went off once. But, uh, so you had like a whole little contingent of friends from the Columbus area that were able to help you. Um, how was that? It was great. Um, that is my running family. Like I would be, the Langs have 
done nothing but make me a better runner. Like, and I, everything that I've learned through all of this, I've learned through them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I couldn't pick a better, a better group of people to, yeah. to be with me there. It was great having my dad there. Um, that, that was new. And, yeah. and I, was, I was a little nervous to throw him in for something that could potentially be a couple days. Um, you know, uh, I told him to get like a book, other <laughs> stuff, and he was like, "I'm not gonna read a book." And I was like, "You're gonna get pretty bored then." It, it didn't turn out that way. You know, yeah. it was great. No, he was having a blast. He had, he had a blast. I, I got to I got to chat with him off and on throughout the night, yeah. and uh, I did catch him sleeping part of it. So whether he said he slept or not, he was definitely yeah. doing a pretty good job in his chair. Um, that was cool. So so you talked about the Langs mm-hmm. being instrumental in getting you into running. How'd that come about for you? Because you're you're in your mid thirties, and you only started running when you were like twenty nine or thirty, right? I think I started around like twenty eight, twenty nine. I think um, I met the Langs. Um, what was the first time? And he had done uh, Great Seal one hundred, okay, and was friends with Lauren. And um, I think I just went on a group run with them one day. I don't know if it was at Alum. Or maybe it was a night run at Great Seal, um, but then we just ended up. I think I, me and a friend, ended up pacing them at Outrun one year, and that's. I feel like that's kind of where it blew up. Yeah. Um, and then we got stranded at Wildcat Hollow one time, and Annie came, drove like three hours round trip, and just came and picked us up. Um, what did you get stranded for? Uh, Lauren's car broke down okay. and it was in the middle of winter. In the middle of um, nowhere. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. The, ro- the road had flooded. <laughs> it was it was all kinds of, it was a mess. Um, but Andy, that's when I met Andy. And cool. Just pretty much since then, like, have tried to, um, I just try and hang out with them as much as I can, especially yeah. with races and everything. You know, any chance I can get to be hanging around with them, it's always, it's always a good time. Cool. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they were there the whole time. The Langs were both there, and your friend Annie made it 104 miles. Maybe slept an hour, maybe, yeah, if that, and then like, was like back out there. Right in the crewing for yeah. you. Um, and Andy was able to get some mileage out yeah. around the. Uh, <laughs> I think Reese gave him some spots up on the ridges. Yeah, he had a blast, I think. But uh, yeah, it was definitely, you know, even for me being the race director. This was the first time I've ever directed a race that was in a contained area mm-hmm. to where I was literally spectating and race directing every single second of the race, basically. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was cool. But also, I think for the crew and for the family and for spectators that were there, for the people that DNF'd, yeah. uh, they always had something to do. Yeah. Um, so it might seem like a very boring, monotonous format with, with a new race going off every hour and, and the bells and everything. But actually, ends up I think creating a really unique atmosphere. It was really really social, just having all the tents there, and just everybody hanging out. No one was. I was kind of nervous. It seemed like everybody was going to be in everybody's way, but then it just kind of worked out. It kind of worked out. Um, I guess we had a good tent spot too. So yeah, you guys know. were like front row. Yeah, we were like right there. Um, there was Annie, because Annie was tent spot though. Yeah, it was. It was just and, and and it was by the fire and I I just that venue was great. Every, everything worked out perfect. Yeah, know? shout out to Reese and Bree yeah. for, for hosting the site, McChesney Ridge. Awesome uh, site. Definitely cool for them to kind of experience this ultra. But for me, too, I, I lived there during college. And so, like, it wasn't my backyard, but mm-hmm. it was 
a backyard, yeah. which is like very true to the the backyard ultra format. Uh, which it, it'd be different and a little less like sentimental if it was like some some random like park. Yeah. I think uh, it being on his property was definitely definitely yeah. feel like home. Yeah. It's nice. So let's go back to your origination of running when you got into it with the Langs and with the with the group of people there. Um, it's only been five years of running or, or less maybe that you started doing ultras. I think you ran your first ultra in 2014. <laughs> Some, I want yeah, I would say around there. But then you ran how many hundred milers your second year of, of, of like, actually like your first full year of ultra running? I think I did six. How's um, that happen? <laughs> I, um, uh, so I did Zion 100K with a friend. That was, we went out and did that. Um, that went great. Like I, I hadn't ran, I'd done the Mohican 50, but besides that, I kind of fell off running. After that, for the winter, I just, um, I didn't really do much in the winter. And then kind of picked back up, got everything together, went out to Zion, had a great time, went out there for like a week. It was fantastic. Um, came back and then had Indiana Trail 100, and it was perfect. I ended up getting ninth. The weather wasn't so great, but um, that went well. Mohican, I think I got eighth or ninth that time. And I was just, I was just like shooting for 24s, you know, yeah. as, as close as I could hug 24. And I got pretty lucky. And then um, Burning River wasn't as much fun <laughs> at all. And I learned some lessons there. Um, but that was your third hundred in, in like a few months. <laughs> yeah. And just, there was a lot of road and I was just foolish is the word I would use. <laughs> um, and then uh, Cloud Splitter, um, which... Is still, I think, probably one of my favorite races I've done. And you was, were, did you get second place at that? Yeah, third. Third place. Third. I got lost at mile ninety-two, oh. and my world <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> um, I think I cried in in a riverbed, but then just got back up the hill, and it was just flew out. I, I pulled off third. It was it was a hard race. Like it was yeah. ankle deep mud most of the time. That's so a pretty hilly, like mountainous race. Right? Yeah, and it just rained. It just didn't stop the day before, the day of, the day after. Um, but it was it was a great, and I, I stayed. I had a good time till like the last fifteen miles, yeah. and then I just fell apart. But um, that was um, then I've been Pinhoti after that. Yeah. But that was that was my first year, and I will never do that to myself again. <laughs> <laughs> that is a it lot was fun. Of it was fun. In just such a short amount of time. Yeah. Well, like I told you guys, I thought that each race that I had done would give me a Western States qualifier. And then I found out from the Langs that it only got one. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's one of the funniest things I've heard about, like the Western States qualifier. Like you thought you might get six tickets or whatever. I was so young and wide-eyed. and just <laughs> didn't read anything. I mean, it it's all sense. right there. You it could makes just, sense. Like. Oh, I'll just run six qualifiers and get six tickets. Um, I'm glad I did it. I, I just and you didn't get into Western States, did you? I did not. <laughs> did not get into Western States. <laughs> well, maybe so, karma will be good to you maybe. in the future. I would hope if you try to get in. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah. So after that, after that next year, what did you, what did you really learn from those six hundreds that kind of like took you to like where you are now? Um, take care of yourself. Just. I was just being really stupid with training. I wasn't, I was just running as hard as I could all the time. 
And I think I just, I worked nights a lot and I just really wasn't sleeping. I wasn't really listening to my body, you know. Um, just being that new of a runner, it's just hard to, to figure all that stuff out that quick. You Definitely. Know? You just, I feel like I only learned through trial and error. Um, but um, yeah, that was about. So what is, um, so like a training question, I guess. So what does a typical week of training look like for Troy? Um, <laughs> I try to do, um, I try to keep it pretty easy. I'll do one, I'll push hard once a week, maybe. Um, on the low end, like 60 or 70 miles. Um, I did, uh, to psych myself up, for OBU, I did 120 the week before, which was that. probably a bad idea, but <laughs> it was all really chill. And I, I I didn't, I was just, you know, if I feel bad, I'm not gonna do it. Um, and I had just gotten back home. So it was kind of, I was just kind of like hitting all my favorite spots, mm -hmm. running with everybody else. It was, it was, it was a good week. But um, yeah, I would say like 70, 70 miles a week is probably like what I try to stick around and just take it easy really and just try not to hurt myself. <laughs> That's awesome. That feels like a good, yeah. good learning thing that you've learned from after your first real. I don't do much speed work. Like I don't, I don't know. I just, I just kind of just get some long miles in and that's about it to find. So. I want to go back to your pre-running days because I think you've kind of led an interesting life. Um, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you might not be, <laughs> but like, what do you do before running? I, I know you've, you played in a band and you traveled around for that. Played in bands forever. Um, I was a bartender. Um, I was a bike messenger for like eight or nine years, and I like absolutely loved that job. Um, Walk us through a normal bike messenger day. Just um, wake up, <laughs> start pounding coffee, come into work about an hour late. Um, you know, it just it, you're basically just running around picking stuff up from law firms and filing it for them. So you kind of basically um, set up your own day and you don't have like a set schedule or anything. So it, it, it was nice. Um, it was especially nice for training just to eight hours a day on a bike. Yeah. You know, um, if I had a rough, re rough weekend or especially after races, I feel like um, riding helped out a lot. Um, definitely something I miss now. I don't really have that anymore. But... Yeah, just I would do that, and then I bartend like three or four days a week, and that kind of messed a lot of stuff up just being up that late. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it definitely helped with um, staying up all night. Like, yeah. I, I, as cheesy as that sounds, like I got really good at it, and it's kind of develops like this night owl. Like, yeah, you just like oh, you get tired, and then you hit a second wind, and then you're fine for. Till the sun comes back up and then so were you doing this all like when you're a bike messenger and a, and a bartender and played in the band was this in columbus mostly yeah yeah it was all in columbus um i've lived in columbus from when i was born till two years ago cool so never really left <laughs> <laughs> but you did leave for a little bit a little bit um, left for a little bit and that's the last two years and yeah. like you just said you just got back mm -hmm. uh from from being out west uh so what? So where'd you go for those two years? Uh, I was in Humboldt County, up in the Northern California, pretty much Oregon. So um, lived outside of uh, Eureka, California. 
but um, I was just running a farm there. Um, it was interesting. Um, you probably have some stories. It was. You can it touch was, on any of the stories you want um, to or, or don't want to. It was, I, it was, it was running a medical marijuana farm. Um, it was fun. I definitely, I loved the lifestyle. I loved living on the hill. Um, we lived in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was when I had time to run, it was great. It's just a bunch of dirt road everywhere. Like you could run, I think the closest paved road was 23 miles away. Wow. We lived on a loop that was a perfect marathon. Um, it was awesome. You couldn't, you couldn't beat it. Yeah. Just had to hope you didn't catch on fire. And that was about it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, cool. So you, so now you're back. Did you leave that job and come back to Ohio? It's yeah. seasonal, so you don't need to be out there all year. It's yeah. just what was kind of drew me to it at first is, you know, I can do this and make money and then like hopefully just run the rest of the time, yeah. not do anything but run. Yeah. Um, Cause I definitely got to the point where it was like, you know, I, th I'm at this point in my life where I can do that if I want to. I'd say even before we left to go out there, um, I'd saved up enough money where it was like, I could make a good push of running through the summer and the fall and, yeah. and you know, come back and I can always walk back into whatever job, you know? Yeah. So. Um, here I am now. <laughs> <laughs> the last man standing. Yeah. How do you think that's helped your running career? Like, how do you think, like, going back and going out there and then coming back um, has uh, impacted it? It was great out there. Um, I, I had a 15-mile, like, fire road loop two miles from my house when I, when I eventually, when I moved off the mountain and came back into town. So that was great to just always have. There was a community forest, right, like, 20 minutes away that was just redwoods up the side of a mountain um the coast is right there i did a i met a guy and we did um there was a lighthouse that had a one mile trail loop around it we did like 35 miles around it it was just like a a, a marathon you just show up and run as much as you want um met a bunch of people that way i had no friends out there that was pretty rough like you don't realize how nice it is to run with people till you have zero people to run with <laughs> Or just, you know, everyone that was running out there was just doing a couple miles. Mm -hmm. It was just like a lot of college stuff. So, um, you know, I did a couple of races and met a few people, but um, I definitely, it was nice to have trail versus here. I feel like, you know, I, I got to drive. I'm losing an hour or two each day to drive in the trail. So it was really nice to have that right there. And I, I did throw down a lot more miles. Like I, January, I had a 300 mile month, which I had never done before. Mm -hmm. um, and that was all just right from my house with barely any road. So that was, I did enjoy that about it a lot. And that helped me obviously get in the mindset for this was the, the whole point of that. Just trying to get ready to do that many miles. Definitely. And you seem like a very social person. Uh, like when you go to races, like you're not afraid to talk to your competitors and no. yeah, annoy you. them. <laughs> Everyone is my friend. They must deal with me. And you're telling me like, you know, you just like sometimes just want to hug from people. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely run on hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a lot of hugs at Backyard Ultra? I didn't. Uh, unfortunately, no, because I didn't. Luckily, 
I didn't feel that bad. Um, every <laughs> so, single so other hugs are only for when you feel bad. If I, if you ever see me and I'm crying, please hug me. I don't care if I don't know you, like whatever. <laughs> I just, um, if it's always like good reset for me. I, I know a lot of people don't want to be touched. Don't want, they just want to be left alone. And I'm like quite the opposite. Um, I just need somebody to tell me to get my shit together and keep moving basically. <laughs> yeah. So there, was there ever a point in Ohio's backyard altar that you had to have maybe Annie or your dad or someone tell you like, dude, get up and get, get out there. No, uh, Annie, Annie, when Annie, um, dropped was rough and she gave me a heads up and it was like, it was not, you know, I was not happy because it was just like the plan was just like we we just had this mantra of just get back to the road. Yeah. So it was just like kind of looked at her and I'm sure I said, but we just have to get back to the road. And she probably told me to shut up. <laughs> like 11 hours. Or but that. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that was rough um, just because that was just who I was talking to most of the time. Um, I, you know, everybody else. I caught up to you guys on the road and we hung out for a little bit. The road was nice because I feel like everyone kind of you know, you'd see everyone and you could like catch up to somebody in front of you or slow down for somebody behind you, which is what I was doing just because I was trying to not, I was trying as much as I could to, to run about half of it and just kind of like very quickly walk the other half mm -hmm. to try and just reset my body. Um, you know, so, you know, we had shared some miles and then I ran with Annie a bunch. Um, I think I ran with Gabe and Mika for a little bit, but they were just going a little bit faster than I wanted to go. So yeah, we were both uh, had. I think I had, we both had our headphones in at that point. Yeah, and we were just both like, <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. we, had, we shared a couple words, but we were basically yeah. just like using each other as just another person. There. Yeah, uh, you slipped me a piece of chocolate, which was amazing. <laughs> was, uh, got me these two, two or three more loops. Uh, wow, yeah, that's a great. pretty powerful piece of chocolate yeah. <laughs> for three loops. Man, the Snickers bar goes a long way yes. when you're just hungry. <laughs> uh, yeah. I forgot about the headphones because uh, this was my first time racing with headphones. And it was just like, okay, when I get to that point where I don't want anyone to talk to me, I'm putting the headphones on. It's kind of a signal to other people. Yeah. Like, hey, don't talk yeah. to me. Was, so what uh, was on your playlist? Uh, I just shuffled a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Annie and I had talked about like if if the headphones are on, don't don't talk yeah. to me. It's just I don't want to be I want to be alone. But I it, it wasn't too bad. Um, I don't I don't think we ran in headphones too long. But it was definitely the road was definitely boring. I as as much as I liked switching back and forth between road and trail, and it that being completely new to me, it was it was kind of boring. <laughs> Dogs you, barking and yeah. that's it. Have you ever ran with headphones before in a race? No, I normally just throw my phone in my vest. Just like I just throw it in with my water bottles and yeah, I was kind. Of, I kind I of still talk to people so much that like headphones are just you know just doing that the whole time. It's a little bit annoying. To yeah. Me. And so for for the road loop, have you have you just got me thinking? Have you done a road marathon before? So this was literally like the longest you've ran, like once you got to like twenty miles or something. The longest road race I've done is a five k. <laughs> I think the probably, I mean, maybe I've done a 20 on road. I, I, you know, I've definitely done, I, I don't think I've ever done anything over 20. So I was a little, I was a little stressed about it. Yeah. I just didn't know what to expect, yeah. you know? Um, 
my heart rate, like when I went back and looked at it, my heart rate was way higher when we were on the road. Mm. Um, but we were just also moving a lot faster. Yeah. So that was one thing I think we talked about. Maybe like a couple of the people around us were like, so who's done a 50 miles on the road before? And no one around us no has one. done 50 miles on the no. road before. And like the most experienced people maybe done like a marathon or maybe a 50K or so. But yeah. it was like totally weird that like no one has really done that before. Yeah. And it was like just great that we all got to like experience like like you especially. But yeah, I couldn't imagine doing something like North Coast. It's just 24 hours on the road. Yeah. Like I, I had thought about doing that race and I, I guess it would be cool, but just... That's a lot of red. <laughs> I mean, I think one thing that you did have as like a resume race that was like, that sort of puts you into like that competitive, like somebody that I looked at as like, all right, this person might be one of the people that can go far was you did have a 24 hour race where you went 137 miles at the outrun 24, mm -hmm. which is like a chip gravel, limestone, yeah. crushed gravel path. So it's not road, it's, it's very soft, but uh, you know, there was probably only a handful of people that actually had a hundred plus distance race under like their race resume. Um, so you, you almost reached that kind of like mileage PR. So um, close. Yeah. So, like, so close. I know like that was probably like a natural goal. Like, all right, let's see if I can get past 137. Yeah. But did you ever like, you know, like when you were like thinking about uh, things <laughs> you can draw upon during the race, like, did you think back all, Oh, Hey, I've ran this distance before. Whereas like everyone else was like, I've never gone above 100. This is all new ground. Like for you, yeah. it wasn't necessarily new ground. Um, I try to, anytime I'm having a hard time, I think back. Um, the hardest time I think I've ever had in a race was just the first time I did outrun and, and hitting 100 and still having like I, I, five to seven hours left of running. Yeah. And that, that was something that I hadn't even thought about until that point. Mm -hmm. And it was like that that alone just like almost wrecked me in that race. Yeah. So like getting over that and then I did it the next year and it was still like really hard. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's definitely something that getting through that first day is hard. Like even if you feel great, it's still just like, I've done this for a day. Like yeah. I did, I ran a hundred miles. Like what else do I need for myself? Like, you know, but it's um, with the pace of this race, um, I just felt great still the next yeah. day. Like once the sun came up, I don't, I don't know how you felt, but once the sun came up, I was just. Well, he well, I felt great because I was sleeping. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. Well, once the sun came up, I felt great. You know, I just, I was, it, it got down to the last hour and I was literally that last loop, just staring at the sky, just looking for a sunrise. And I don't think I could have gone another hour in the dark, but um, once the sun came up, I was great. Felt good. There was still a bunch of us. I was really nervous yeah. that it was gonna just yeah. not be a lot of people. And there was, how many did you say? Four? Yes, so 14 made it 100 miles. And I think like immediately, like six people were like, all right, 100 miles is my max, I'm done. There's definitely talk on the road of like, I'm, I'm done in 100. Yeah, I think Krista, I forget her last name, Petrozina or whatever. She had a car running. She, like her <laughs> husband was sitting there, like he was falling asleep, like into the fire. Um, like his name was Mike as well. I was like, Mike, you're gonna fall into the fire. But uh, he was like, yeah, we're, we're out of here. Yeah, she kept saying like, Mike's got the car running for me. I'm done. So like, I think people just had that like benchmark. All right, let's, yeah. let's like either that, that was the first time they reached 100 or else it was just like their goal. It's still, it's the 24 hour 100 too. So it's yeah. like, it's still, a phenomenal goal. Many people know? went into that, like not necessarily wanting to be the last person standing, 
but like had some of these like personal best goals. Like, what did you say? How many people had done a hundred before the race? I for, I forget the number, but it was something like 20, 20 some people had done a hundred. Still, um, I know like Ian and, and Isaac, or uh, excuse me, Alex and Isaac, they both over doubled their PRs and distance. Almost tripled. Almost <laughs> tripled. So like they were done at a hundred. They actually tried to go out for another one. Um, after we urged them to try to go out, but uh, <laughs> it's like they were like probably perfectly content and like they achieved something really awesome for yeah. their own, for their own personal achievement. But uh, but then you know it came down to I think seven at one point, and then I think it just like dropped off like every hour, one or two people dropped until it became just you and Gabe. Seven was when it became like okay, it's a race now, like, yeah, and and just like. So I started like just trying to prepare myself for the rest of the day. Like I hadn't started thinking about the road again yet, but I was excited to get back on the trail and it felt great. Um, just took it really easy. I walked everything. I, I basically walked the first, I don't know how far it is to the, that downhill, but I just walked from the start yeah, to like, that. All, it's like 0.6 to the top Yeah, when it's all uphill basically. And just would just the rest of it was really runnable. It was really great. Like, um, shout out to Reese. <laughs> we went a couple of weeks before, and it was like it was very wet when we went too. But it was just yeah. like, whoo! I'm gonna have to move. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, Reese and Wes was there actually too, <laughs> and I spent like probably six hours like redesigning the course. It looked like. You we're guys like, a good job. we're like, okay, how can we cut out 15 <laughs> feet here, 15 feet there? Because it all added up. And it was like, it was, because uh, like the original course was 770 feet of vert. And I was like, this looks cool. And then like, <laughs> that wouldn't have went over. I was like, we started thinking and like we started getting some messages back. Uh, Annie was very helpful yeah. in uh, giving us advice on lowering the elevation. <laughs> yeah. Next year we need to bump it up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we need to try to cut out more. I want to try to top recent like building some switchbacks up like that first hill. That would be awesome. <laughs> but uh, so like we got down to five hundred and forty ish, I think. Uh, so we cut out like two hundred feet, but uh, but yeah, it still had some terrain on it. Yeah, which no, it was great. Yeah, it but it, it weeded people out pretty quickly. It but was it, if you could figure out how to manage it, I. I I, I, there wasn't part of it I could complain about. If I wanted to complain about something, it'd be just the, the muddy parts, but yeah, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 10 feet of mud, yeah. you know, so just I'd do a little waddle, <laughs> try not to fall in the lake, yeah. and then it's just besides that, it was perfect. I think we got pretty fortunate with the weather. Like, it was we chilly did. at night, like 25 degrees. Uh, did it rain the day before? It sprinkled on Friday. Yeah. It dries up really fast there. But yeah, it dries up pretty fast. But you know, I was thinking like it rained the day after and like yeah. that whole field was just like water running through it. Like it, one of these years it could end up that way. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it'll help the race. Maybe it'll uh it would make it very interesting. It like, you could still, you know, it wouldn't be pretty, but you could still throw down some pretty good. Yeah, miles. I think so. We can always like you know. put the starting area like on the ridge top. <laughs> yeah. I guess since there's no poles, that would also make it a little bit <laughs> Yeah. Well, Those downhills would be pretty funny. That would be good. <laughs> and I mean, if there's ever a hot year, I mean, it could be uh, mid-March, there's always a like a randomly hot day, seventy degree, degree day in Ohio. So, yeah. I mean, it could just be like that one year. The heat got to me the first day. Like, my stomach was not, um, from like 30 to 40 miles, I was not having a good time. 
but then um, I just started eating some yogurt. And yeah, I remember you saying that. Like, I think you said it in the middle of the night, or like at some point, you're like, "Hey, if your stomach's ever upset, just eat yogurt." Yeah. I was like, it's oh, great. "That's something new." <laughs> Morgan looked at me like I was insane. What kind of yogurt was it? Um, strawberry honey. Um, what's the Greek one? Like, it's like Greek yogurt, maybe. Yeah, it's just like Greek maybe yogurt. It's still one. got it's still got the fat in it. That's good. Um, I'll have to make that. New. I could eat I could eat that stuff forever. It's <laughs> awesome. I Thank bought you. some like applesauce packets and stuff too, but I forgot I had them. Yeah, let's talk about your food choice. I <laughs> <laughs> go, I look part. over there. I look over there <laughs> in your space, and you have like literally like food for like three weeks. I <laughs> was trying to take care of my friends that were also running the race. And I made the mistake of going to Costco, and I just bought way too much food. Yeah, everything's like bulk size. Like you had a bag of potato chips I, that was this big. I, the bag of potato chips. There's all that bag of food is still in my van. <laughs> like I'm still eating it because I told myself I have to eat all this food. Um, it worked out pretty well. I could have gone with like half, if not a quarter of the food. Um, I just wanted my options. So, be, so besides the, the yogurt that helped your stomach, what were some of the other go-to foods? Um, I did some wraps. Dad made me some some chicken hummus and um, arugula wraps, and I was I basically just tried to eat those until I couldn't. Yeah. Um, I stayed off Tailwind for the first I want to say twelve hours or something, um, just because I only had enough. I had a bag, so I wanted to save that for like in case. Or yeah, in case I couldn't eat later on, depending on how far it goes. Um, and it is one of those things where like. It might look like you have too much, but you could literally be out there for another 24 hours. That's where I got tired and I was like stressed out that I was going to run out of food, which was insane because I wasn't. Um, but, and you, yeah, and your crew could always like yeah. run into town. Like, yeah. You know. I think Morgan Morgan went and got us breakfast, had some hash, tried to eat some hash browns. It didn't go yeah, so you well. should. I, I got all kinds of breakfast from people. Like, uh, <laughs> did, you, did you get a chance to meet Barney? No, I didn't. Uh, Barney Reisbeck, he, he was out. Like he was an older, he was like the older, per, oldest person in the race. Mm -hmm. He dropped out after like thirty miles, but uh, he had like pig brain that he fried up. Uh, he had sausage and eggs. So, uh, so he was. Like, I haven't had that for breakfast yet. I'll try that. <laughs> yeah, he, he got lucky that he didn't offer you anything. Uh, he probably wouldn't have let you like. Was he the guy with the goatee? Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, Barney was he's great. great. Yeah. yeah, he stuck around like yeah. uh, until the very end. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, my dad brought donuts, which was. It was so good. <laughs> I think I had those in the middle of the night. Um, trying to think what Did else. Did you have anything hot? Like the wraps were probably just cold wraps. They're just cold wraps. Um, I had some ramen at some yeah. point. That's always good. Seemed like a ton of people were just heating up water. Yeah. Like making ramen. Um, I had a lot of candy bars, which worked out great. But then it was just, I, it was just kind of a point. I was just, I had too much sugar. Yeah. Had a lot of oatmeal cream pies, um, which is like the hot running food right now. Um, is it? I haven't caught up to that fad yet. <laughs> little, great. Like, like little, little Debbie brand? Like, yeah, just as of this year, literally everyone's what? eating oatmeal cream pies. All right, all right. I must not race that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what else? Any uh, caffeine supplements or Coke or I brought some. I brought some, um, some cold brew, and I had a little bit, but I didn't need it. I, I, I've, I was awake the whole night which was pretty nice. I tried to sleep, that wasn't even possible. Um, so I just wanted to, caffeine, like I'll definitely overdo it sometimes and just get kind of weird. And um, I mostly just drink water, kombucha, and 
That's really it. A little, a tiny little bit of coffee. Uh, soda water. I had some soda waters too. Awesome. But I just like, I kind of have to drink a lot of water just to, Tailwind's great, but I can't just drink just Tailwind. So I had to like, I was down in like twice as much water as I normally would. And yeah. I kind of lost for a lot of bathroom stuffs. Just I think everyone, I was surprised about that. Like just being there watching everyone finish. It's like everyone used the restroom. I peed every loops. loop, every single yeah. loop, like of the whole race. <laughs> yeah, I think that actually like seems like talking to people, asking them like why they dropped, like a lot of people dropped because they were having GI distress. Yeah. Like in the form of like having to use the restroom too much. Yeah. Um, which might be because it was a little bit hotter on Saturday and then like cold, really cold. Like so it maybe just messed up with like the, the like digesting food. The heat but, definitely uh, got to my stomach. Yeah, it wasn't like a hot heat. Like it was just like, or like it wasn't hot it's in terms early of temperature. In the year, but it was like, like the, I think it was like the sun. Yeah. Like there was a lot of cloud in the sky. And like I got sunburnt. I don't know if you yeah. got burnt at all. Oh, but, it's uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had like that super radiant, you know, sun just like really pounded you. I think it was like the first time of the year. Like, yeah, it was like that summer. It's sun. just been cold and like, yeah. you know, California. It's just like the whole winter. It's just forty and rains where I was. So okay. like gotcha. that was a hot day to me. You know? Yeah. And I, it it wasn't terrible, but like definitely definitely hit the ice. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, people. Yeah. People had ice. You know. I just tried to drink as much water as I could. Yeah. So let's, like, I want to talk about what you're going to be doing here next, but I also want to kind of fast forward to October because you will be doing Big's Backyard Ultra uh, in, like, mid or late October or whenever that race is. So based off of your experience at Ohio's Backyard Ultra, you know, having won that race, but also maybe, like, having a lot more in a tank, mm -hmm. um, what would you change going into Big's Backyard Ultra in October and then, like, also, like, what approach will you take competing-wise in that race? I am going to go slower. I need to figure out, um, you know, I can still shave. I could add a minute to each mile. I feel like I can still have five minutes for the most part, which, looking back, unless you need it, is all, you know, it's all you need. You're just going to get up and run again. Like, whatever, just do it. Like... Sit down for a second, grab your water, grab your food. It's just hard when you have, I don't know how you felt about it. Like I, I was trying to picture the race to not lose my mind in an hour increments. Like I'm not trying to set, like I wasn't trying to pick a time and a distance. I was just trying to, to just go hour by hour yeah. and just try to keep myself as leveled as I could. That was like the a, whole time. The best thing I think to do mentally for a race yeah. like that is just to pick like, it's a full mile race at a time because mm -hmm. uh, you can always break that up. You did that. And and the times I did chase a little bit, like I just get flustered right away. And it was just like I don't I don't want to do it. this isn't like this isn't the right way to do this race, I think. You know? I it's just it's so different. You know what I mean? You're just used to like there's a person, chase yeah. them. Yeah. It is you one know? of those things where like you don't it's all it's all a trial and error at this point. Yeah. Because like there's only been like six years of of Laz's backyard ultra, and now we're starting to see like all these other backyard ultras pop up. So like, no one's no one really knows how to train for it. No one really knows how to approach it. But we're starting to figure out a way. I, what excites me about it is just the what people are throwing down. Like yeah. two eighty three for the for the one last year. Yeah, like someone's gonna break three hundred soon. Oh, and it's probably. Just yeah. gonna be <laughs> odds are next year. It's like, gonna yeah. be insane. Like, yeah, 
when somebody does that. And that's so, what Laz is doing with these golden ticket races with the 10, or, you know, with the international races that get an automatic spot and the two top mm-hmm. golden tickets from America. Like, I think his attempt or his like goal is to get all the winners, theoretically, mm-hmm. if all the top the last man standing people are at one race, like, yeah. the further they can go. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Like, you, you kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know, Darwin's, you know, Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll happen. And like next year, I think he, I don't know if you've seen it, like he's posted like he's going to have 20 automatic qualifiers from America. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be even more competitive at his race in 2020. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting format because like, like you said, do you run 50 minutes and get 10 minutes break or do you run 57 minutes and get a three minute break and be completely fine? You save, yeah. You know, that's, you're just, you could you can almost walk if if that's another thing like I should have done a lot more hiking training like just as as much as I hate that idea like um, you know if you could just you could just throw down four minutes a mile hiking like you're yeah. gonna be in theory well, a there lot were, better. there were people a couple times that they would come back after a, a loop and say they hiked the entire yeah. four miles. And they were just like kind of using it as a trial. Like, mm-hmm. all right, how how far can I walk? That's what I, we were trying to do on the road is just see like how yeah. far. The first one we went out wrong and we, we just, we walked out and ran back. Okay. And that was, don't do that one. But uh, <laughs> from then on, we were just trying to, I wanted to do half, you know, run, turn around and walk back. But just for some reason, just mentally, it's, we, Annie and I just kept feeling like we had to be back, you know, and we couldn't, neither of us wanted to sleep. Like we just kept trying. It was like, yeah, should have just slowed down a little. It, I, it would have helped me. I would have just felt better. And so I have it all on my results uh, system, but uh, what were your average times on like the day loop compared to the night loops? I, I want to say like, it's just me guessing, but I want to say I was, I felt like I was around 1330 a lot on the day loops, maybe. Okay. And I feel like the road was definitely up around 12. Yeah. Um, so you're coming in around like sub 50. Yeah, I kind of turned my, yeah, we were coming in with like 12 minutes every yeah. once in a while and um, just a little too fast. It was hard because everyone else was going faster than us, I feel like. Yeah. For most of the time on the road, so it just felt like we were doing something wrong, but we weren't. Yeah. You know, like that's just—it's just hard when you're all together. It's hard to just be like, no, just go ahead and I'll just. Even one loop, like for me, I strategically wanted to go faster to try to mm-hmm. get longer and nap in, and someone or there's a bunch of people who still beat me. Yeah, and I was like doing. Yeah, like, there were a handful of people faster. running sub forty on the night loops, and obviously, like they didn't make it to the end. Yeah. I don't know if that's what their goal was or not, but yeah. like I just kept wanting to tell them, like, guys, you're tied for last. If you want to last, I just I don't think that that's unless you're just that strong of a runner. Like, yeah, I am not. <laughs> so well, I mean, you know, you were the last man standing. So, yes. <laughs> uh, but just did you, could you sleep at all? Uh, I rested for yeah. uh, probably like 12, 13 minutes, 14 minutes, however long it was during yeah. that. But I didn't actually like fall asleep per se, but. I tried the headphones. My mom got me a little eye mask. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. So going into bigs then, eventually say the race goes back to the night, which it will yes. most likely do. 
And um, if you're you're trying to most definitely will, (laughs) and if you you obviously want to do that, so how will you adjust? Because obviously you didn't sleep much for this one. How is your strategy going to change? Where you're going to? Oh, I might have to sleep more at 200 miles. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and do some training. I haven't figured it out yet, but just you know, do some night road stuff. As boring as that sounds. Um, I, I'm pretty good with sleeping. Like I can, I can not sleep for a pretty long amount of time, but I, I mean, I haven't tried anything that long. So we'll just see. Um, I'm going to, you know, I need to figure something out, but, um, I think as long as the weather's good and I'm not moving too fast, it shouldn't be, I think I can regulate enough that staying up for another day won't be a big deal. Like definitely, if somehow I made it to a third day, that would be, that's where I everything think is going to fall apart. kind of interesting, just like from reading some accounts or listening to, to some accounts of like the Johann Steens or the Gilhelm Kalmetz who has gone above like 250. It seems to me like, I, I didn't really ever see any accounts at Ohio's Backyard Ultra of like hallucination or like people doing some like really crazy things. So maybe, you know, just physiologically, like something happens in that like 48 hour plus yeah zone like people were saying how like johan steen who did went who won last year's race at 283 like they say he like has this like weird ability to like sleep run which i don't know like if that's possible or not but can, uh, i've definitely <laughs> accidentally done that a few times but like just kind of wake up still running and like maybe some people can like control it to where like they shut off like most of their brain yeah. and like still follow the road yeah uh, you know for like yeah, it'd be a very good skill to have. Obviously, like a, if you were like a superhero, you can like yeah. still follow the course and sleep at the same time. But uh, so yeah, like it's really interesting because that I feel like at at that point where you maybe reach two hundred miles, it then becomes way less about the physical ability of running mm-hmm. than it is about the like how do you manage to sleep, how do you manage the mental demons or mm-hmm. the, the hallucinations that come or whatever comes. I think that sleeping will be easier. I feel like the second night, I just, it was just too loud. Yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it, you know, but I feel like the second night, if, if, if I were to get there, that'll come a lot easier. And like 10 minutes, 10 minutes. And it might be one of those things that comes natural. Yeah. You know, like, like you sleep, you fall, you sit down, you fall asleep and then your crew like wakes you up. Yeah. If you're tired and you get 10 minutes of sleep, like that's going to feel great. Like, seems like it would, you know, I've, I've definitely had a couple races where, I got a few minutes and like once I got moving again and everything was warmed up, like just, you know, 15 minutes of that was yeah. absolutely worth it. It's just like being able to get yourself to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to be exciting. Um, I think you're going to be primed and ready, um, especially so we'll talk about your near future. So you're going to head off for the Appalachian Trail like in 10 days or something. 10 days. 10 days from now. That was a wild guess, but I got it. Um, so 3,100 and some miles, and you're going to run the whole thing? I'm going to move as fast as I can for, for as much of it as I can. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't, this is my first time through hiking, so I have really no idea what to expect. Like, I've, I've done one run in the White Mountains, and I know how terrible that's going to be. Um, but um, very excited, I, and I think that it'll be a good transition into to bigs. I guess I don't know. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> at least I don't know. 
Um, At least gives you an excuse to like put in 200 mile weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to like just run and not do anything else at all. Like that's just, I couldn't think of um, a better way to spend my time. <laughs> yeah, no, I so, think it's going to be fun for anyone like to be able to like, have a few months to just mm -hmm. like devote to what they love. Yeah. Um, so what's your goal for that? I mean, I know you're not going to be trying to set any FKTs or anything, but you do want to like move quick. I'd like to be back. Um, I'd like to be back in, um, I have a run rabbit run in September. So I'd like to be back here uh, beginning of July. I'm shooting for like three months, yeah. hopefully. Like I said, I, this is the first time. So, you know, I don't know, but um, I'm shooting to be back then so that I have some time to like, I'm gonna go hang out in Colorado, kind of warm up to that and just get ready for that race. Um, Maybe hang out with you guys. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I'll be out there. Yeah. Um, just, just, uh, just trying to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Three three months is just basically my goal, and I'm I'm kind of playing out my first couple weeks, and then just kind of roll with it from there, and yeah. hopefully that that is that'll work out. What know. what drew you to the Appalachian Trail, like to do it in a through hiking manner? Um, was it the Runners like Scott Jerk or Carl Meltzer, or was it like the just the whole like culture of through hiking and like being on the trail for three months straight or more? Definitely like intrigued me with with everybody going with with Scott and Carl, but um, then just more the lifestyle. Just like yeah. those guys are great, but there's all kinds of through hikers that are just just throwing down forty mile days every day, just and that's you know eight thousand miles a year doing calendar triple crowns mm -hmm. and it's just it, it's to me just kind of dwarfs running it's just like you just have this bag and you just but you're definitely playing like you said your your pack is like 12 pounds mm -hmm. so very light it's like and which is maybe the traditional through hiker now like yeah if you're doing it like i feel like it's a lot of people have shifted to like lightweight yeah there's just you can buy that stuff now and it's yeah. not you know um but there'll probably still be like a pushback. I always feel like there's a pushback, old school, new school. Yeah. Like the old school through hikers that carry you know, everything. Every, yeah, everything. <laughs> or just like who think that they need to take it slower. Yeah. Or if they maybe see you out there with a lightweight pack, yeah. like they might not think you're doing it the right way or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of a norm now, doing yeah. it the way you do. And like the people who are doing the triple crown of, mm -hmm. of through hikes um, or through running, you know, yeah. maybe. Um, which is still probably mostly hiking, but I mean, do, are you going to still keep time for social, like meeting friends, hanging out with people? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I would love to like, hopefully I'll still see, like, I'd love to see my family, my friends, like Harper's Ferry is halfway through. It's like four and a half hours from here. Um, there'll be plenty of people to meet too. Just doing it solo. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to have some downtime. Yeah. Um, but um, I definitely want to still meet up. I'd love to meet up with my family as much as I can. Just yeah. having been gone two years, I've only been back for a few weeks, so I'd still like to see them more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, there's plenty of opportunity. It being close, like that's kind of what pulled me towards the AT versus the PCT. Also, the time of the year, you yeah. know. Um, but just the farthest, you know, the, to get down there's only eight hours away, so you're not. You're not too far from home, yeah. you know, and it just felt like 
being from here, always having been here, like that that's the trail that I wanted to do. Yeah. I'd love to do everything else, but that's like definitely where I want to start. And I feel like I would feel like the most at home. Yeah. Um, it's like terrain. Like I think there's a huge difference between the terrain of Appalachian mountains and the Cascades or the, mm -hmm. um, the Rocky Mountains in Colorado mm -hmm. and, the, and the, you know, mountains in Cal California and stuff. Um, it's just so different. Uh, yeah. The green tunnel, you don't have that out west. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I think is why some people have struggled switching, mm -hmm. you know, going out west if you're from the east or, or coming to the yeah. east if you're from the west. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see what you learn from that. But but you said you have run out run in September, bigs in October. Um, like looking down the road, maybe in the next year, like it seems like you're interested in the through hiking stuff. What's what's like some bigger goals for you? Like you seem to like the Laz Lazarus Lake style stuff. You've you've competed in his Barkley Fall Classic. Um, any interest in anything else that's maybe considered tougher? Um, I, I at the moment, I mean, I don't. I, I kind of just have been focused on through hiking. I, I'd like to do a couple bike tours um, this winter. If I can, um, I definitely still want to get some races in. Um, I don't know. I don't have like a big goal besides. I don't really set too many goals that far out. So big is def bigs is definitely like my main thing for this year. Um, uh, I'd like to get back down to Pinhoti um, and give that race another go. But also just it just depends on how how through hiking goes and what I'm feeling by then, I, I'm not sure really what I want to do. What about more like mainstream ultras, like Western States, uh, hard rock, things that are like harder well, to get into? Maybe one day. <laughs> like, are you yeah. collecting tickets, I guess? Yeah, I, that's the main reason for Run Rabbit was to have both of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would absolutely kill to do Western States. I, I have to run hard rock, like, I just want to do it. and. I know it's going to take. Get on the list because it's it's even harder to get on. I know it's going to take forever. Yeah. But I just I want to. You can't get a volunteer and get extra. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get out and do soft rock this year, but I don't think I'll get back from the AT in time. In July. Which yeah. is kind of a bummer, but. Like well, let me know if you do because I've considered doing that too. Okay. That'd, be, that'd be cool. That'd be really fun. Good <laughs> way to experience it. I think it'll be great, and then we won't have to try and race hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. Yeah, at least get an idea. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's uh, I don't have too many goals besides just the through hiking this and, year. Yeah. This year. Um, I would like to do some harder stuff. I, I feel like everyone, I feel like through hiking is kind of the natural progression of what I want to do right now, just because it's fairly cheap compared to races, you know, and, and it totally sh shifts the focus from basically a 24 hour race to mm -hmm. stringing together logistics of, multiple days, even multiple weeks in your case. Yeah. Um, different type of adventure and yeah. like exploration, I think. There's a few like little, I'd love to shoot, I'm just to try some FKTs, yeah. um, like the Laurel Highlands double crossing, I absolutely want to go for. Okay. When I can make that work, hopefully this fall. Uh, I've always wanted to double cross Wayne National Forest. You'd be the first. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like I, I love it out there. I ride my mountain bike out there. I run out there. Uh, I ride my dirt bike out there. I love it, and it would be, 
it'd be great. It'd be great to do it with multiple people just because it's a big enough trail that yeah. you can you can just get a squad going. Yeah. You know? um, but stuff like that, just something I, I need to like. I'd like to kind of explore more around me wherever I am. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of things to do that I don't have to spend like all of my money on races. As much as I love racing, you know, like um, try and do some stuff that's yeah. just, I guess, more unconventional. Yeah. And cheaper. But. Cool. Awesome. You have anything else, Wes? No, I think that's it. Do you want to hit them with our uh, couple quick questions that we have for you? Yeah. So we've been starting this like not rapid fire, like, <laughs> more like fun questions at the end. So the first one is. If you could choose any person from history, regardless of, it, of if they're a runner, in any location, assuming that person can keep up with you to run with, who would it be and where? Who would it be and where? Um, non, it could be a non-runner, whoever. Non-runner, huh? Um, man, that's too quick of a question. Um, <laughs> I would pick... <laughs> Or it could be a friend, be someone you already run with. Or just a famous runner. Um, let's go to another one. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Who's your... <laughs> We're just going to mess up all of these. Who's your least favorite trail runner? Who's my least favorite trail runner? Oh, I have a hand few of those. Like, um, <laughs> Come on, this is where we like really like hit the hard... like. Some controversy out there. I just, I don't understand. I just don't like grumpy. Who's grumpy? Just Who's grumpy. I'm well, not going to get out of it. I just don't, I just don't want just some grumpy, negative, old timer, harsh from a buzz when I'm out having a great time. Harsh from you know? a buzz. I just, yeah, you know, I, my pick is that lady that yelled at us today at our run. <laughs> that's, that, that's actually who I choose. The lady that lives off of the folly. We didn't. That's her property. We can't be on it. <laughs> we might like put one foot into it. Yeah. Like, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're just out here. Just enjoying Athens, my bad. Um, She'll get over it. Yeah, that's exactly what it's just like. All right. Come on. You man. have to answer this next one. If you had 25 shots from half court on a basketball court, and if you made one shot, you get $25 million. But if you missed all of them, You'd go to jail for 25 years. Would you attempt the 25 shots? I am literally the worst basketball player in the world. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm so bad. You don't think you'd make one on accident? I wouldn't. No. Uh, no, I know I wouldn't. I would absolutely miss every single one of them. I can barely dribble. So, so you wouldn't take um, the shots? I wouldn't take the shots. Man, isn't that sad? That is, I mean, hey, it's a big risk. Yeah. Not a basketball player, man. You want to come back to the, the one person, one place? Um, like a, well, pick the place first. Why am I blanket so hard? I don't know. You don't have any inspiration. You must just like not have inspirations. You can't. Idols. <laughs> it's just try. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to be alone. It's just like there's a lot of people that I would like to run with. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like a just um, just a, a cool, fun person, and I can't think of one. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, like the baby. Oh one. man, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, me and Christine McVie, my favorite songwriter. I'll do that. Where, where are you gonna take him? Take her? Oh, I uh, I lived about two hours from the Trinity Alps. Okay, it's like a little baby Yosemite, and I 
absolutely loved every second that I spent there. Um, that was my first, like, um, not that I hadn't been in the mountains before, but like, I got to go out there multiple times and like, just camping and stuff, just Alpine lakes, man. When you're from the Midwest, you don't know about an Alpine lake and they're <laughs> everywhere and they're yeah. all tight, you know? So that's where you would go, turn of the yeah. Alps, huh? Yeah, turn of the Alps. That's, that's like fine. It. Do you have any like quick, uh, Controversial questions? Uh, not controversial, but I'm curious. What's your favorite sweet choice? Um, I it's a tie, um, it's a tie right now between um, sea salt caramel bites and the peanut butter cream pies that I've been eating the whole time I've been here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good. They're good. It's like 410 calories. They're delicious. For one cookie. Like yeah. one, that's that's a lot of calories for a cookie. Um, did you have any of those during a race during yes. the background? You yes. did. Dad brought a whole box. <laughs> <laughs> Should have snagged one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it used to be frosted honey buns because they were 720 calories. Really? And they're cheap, but you can't just eat honey buns all the time, it <laughs> turns out. It's <laughs> still like 50 cents from the gas station. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was actually like making a list of like, if I ever do backyard ultra, like what will I eat? Dude, hit the dollar store hard. Just go okay. to Dollar Tree and there's like a whole wall of just garbage food that is Huge pretty guys. cheap. You know, I had a, 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 yeah. a, a burrito from Taco Bell day. It was like $1 and it had like 600 calories. Like the Frito, burrito, beef, yeah. cheese. Oh, that one's delicious. That's a good one. It's $1. It's like the best, yeah. best menu item right there. I lived off the five layer burritos for... I had like six a day for probably three years of my life when I was a broke courier when I first started. And they're still delicious. Well, the good thing about that is you can just like stuff them in your like race gear like the day before and also be good. I found a hash brown yesterday from when Morgan fed me on oh, the second day. Yeah, I like went to put my bottle in and there's just like a nasty hash brown just like sitting. I guess the hash brown was fine, but the probably wrapper wasn't. Completely yeah. good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that stuff's not going bad. Yeah. Cool, I think that's all we got. Uh, thanks for joining us, Troy. If you yeah, want to hit us up, where can we find you on social media first? Uh, Instagram, Ginger Frankenstein, and I'm on Facebook. That's it. Troy. I'm on Twitter, but that's just because of the Barclays, so I probably won't last very long. <laughs> just follow Barclays. Yeah. <laughs> so follow Troy Allen, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Um, find us, Ridge Runners, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Apple mm -hmm. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. YouTube, podcast. of course. And YouTube. Um, anyway, till next time, happy trails. Mm -hmm.